Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. Today is the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost, and you will hear Father Joe Hudson speak on Luke 21. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions, one, why were the Jews stunned by Jesus' words? Two, what stirred Jesus to speak out this way? Three, what are the structures of this day that will be torn down? And four, God is making all things new. What does this mean to me? The Lord be with you. And also the proclamation of the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wards and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things will take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, They will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and by friends, and they will put some of you to death. 
you will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. May you make all things new, O God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As they gazed up at the massive structure, Jesus said, The days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. That building was the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. He was telling his followers that the magnificent temple would one day be demolished so that a new and more glorious one could be made. And he was not only referring to the building, he was also speaking of the ancient Jewish religious system, that it would all be thrown down into the ash heap so that a new system might be built, one not made with human hands. These were fiery words spoken by Jesus, rebellious words, treasonous words. Jesus spoke that day as a prophet as one who could see from outside all earthly structures and systems, and from that divine vantage point beyond all space and time, and from there to proclaim to the people that it would all one day be thrown down. Words of doom and terror and destruction and foreboding that burst forth like a mighty flood from the lips of Jesus to the ears of the stunned crowd that day. Each successive sentence he spoke, piling one on top of the other, rising in pitch and tempo to some ominous, cacophonous crescendo. Here is what Jesus said. When you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, But the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and there will be great famines and plagues in many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers." Even those closest to you, your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, will betray you. They will even kill some of you, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has come. For there will be disaster in the land and great anger against this people, They will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world. And Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the period of the Gentiles comes to an end. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth, the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. The people listened in terror 
to those dark words, words of devastation, destruction, and utter hopelessness. The people must have been frozen in their tracks, mouths agape, eyes bugging out. What could be the meaning of all this? Even for you and me, we must wonder what it was that had stirred Jesus into such a frenzy. We get a clue in the first words from today's gospel reading. We heard these words. Some of his disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the walls. The Jewish temple in Jerusalem was an impressive edifice. Jesus' disciples, along with every other Jew, were in awe of its glory and its magnificence. The massive size of the limestones, the height and breadth and depth of the structure, how it gleamed brilliantly reflecting the morning sunlight, the carvings and decorations and murals and furnishings. It was all a cause of great pride to the entire Jewish nation. Jesus responded to the disciples' adoration of the temple by saying, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. It will all be thrown down. But you see, Jesus wasn't speaking only that day of the physical building. He was referring as well to every kind of temporal structure humanity constructs during their time here on earth. Every structure built from mankind's knowledge and skill and creativity. There seems to be no limit to what we can accomplish. And yet, Jesus the prophet tells us that one day it will all be torn down. Everything we can dream up, it will all be gone. So what are these various structures that we tend to build as we travel along this life of ours? The first structure is our families of origin that we are born into. Our parents and siblings, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. These people who raised us, nurtured us, taught us, and guided us towards maturity. Each family structure with its own unique personality and its own quirks and beauty and imperfections. As we grew up, we were educated and maybe learned a trade or a profession. We became established in a work culture, a work structure. We climbed the ladder, corporate ladder maybe. We raised a family. We went to church and became part of a religious faith system, a religious structure. We settled into these various structures of ours, these edifices we encounter in this life. Although every one of these structures could upon occasion, disappoint us and not quite meet our expectations. They seem to meet our needs at the time. Some of these systems and structures we could even be quite proud of. There were times when we, just like those disciples of old, could have said, look at these beautiful stones we have built. But then Jesus comes along and messes up our admiration of our various structures and systems with his mind-rattling story of destruction, reminding us in his inimitable, jarring way that all things here are temporal. 
All things here are imperfect. All things here are flawed. All things here are still in the process of becoming. Our sacred scriptures repeatedly remind us that all our imperfect earthly structures will one day pass away so that the perfect can be revealed. The divine reality can shine forth. In 1 Corinthians, we read this. We don't know everything, and our prophecies are not complete. But what is perfect will someday appear, and what isn't perfect will then disappear. Now, all we can see of God is like a cloudy picture in a mirror. Later, we will see him face to face. We don't know everything, but then we will, just as God completely understands us. You see, God wants us to know that the struggle and suffering we experience in life is part of the process of throwing down those old stones, those parts of our systems that do not yet fully align with the glorious reign of God that is slowly evolving and transforming into reality. As those who dwell on this earth, we often perceive the struggle and suffering in another way. We see them as bad things, as something not good for us. But that is often not exactly true. You see, many of the experiences of struggle and suffering in this life are part of the transforming process. Let me give you just one example. That Thursday afternoon, as Hurricane Ian moved eastward across the state, my wife and I arrived at church and walked across our parking lot through water that was sometimes knee-deep. We made our way towards the front doors over piles of leaves and branches. As we walked inside, I saw the soaked floors and standing water in parts of the parish hall. Since that day, a couple people have asked me if it was devastating to see our sacred space in that condition. And I have to say that, in truth, it was not. And I think it is because I know, deep down in every fiber of my being, that brokenness and imperfection and all those thrown-down stones and soaked carpets and sheetrock and torn-out ceiling tiles and destroyed desks and bookcases and chairs, along with people's personality flaws and sins and control issues and degrees of spiritual maturity or immaturity, is not the end of the story. The glory is in the process of being revealed. The divine light of God is slowly shining brighter and brighter within us and around us. As the Apostle John wrote in his revelation, he penned these words. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And the prophet Isaiah said, Look, I am creating new heavens and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, hear these words from our holy scriptures. God is making all things new. Every system 
and construct and structure. There will one day be a new heaven and a new earth and a new body and a new way of being and a light of glory that is even now in the process of being revealed. We are on the way of transformation into perfect oneness with God. Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be made new. May each of us surrender our lives to this transforming work. The questions, one, why were the Jews stunned by Jesus' words? Two, what stirred Jesus to speak out this way? Three, what are the structures of this day that will be torn down? And four, God is making all things new. What does this mean to me?